Today's episode of The Ramp Podcast features Jess Dolnick. Jess is the head of sales at Byteboard and has an illustrious career with successful stops along the way at Qualio, Lever, and a few other exceptional tech companies. Graduated from Princeton and hails from Buffalo. I enjoyed this conversation with Jess. She's thoughtful, transparent, energetic, and loves what she does. She is one of those people that you know can just get it done in crunch time. Jess shares her guidance, tips, tricks, and we even cover some existential questions during this episode. I really enjoyed her guidance, and I know you will love learning from her. Please enjoy this episode of The Ramp Podcast. Let's jump in. You're listening to The Ramped Podcast, a podcast connecting industry heavyweights with the next generation of talented professionals. We're on a mission to build transparency into the practical realities of your early career by exploring how the world's best did it themselves. Our guidance will help you discover and launch a successful career in sales, technology, finance, and many other industries. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Ramp Podcast. Today, I am joined with a special guest. It is Jess Stolnick. Jess, how are you? I'm good, Danny. Thanks. Good, good, good. So I know we've chatted a bit over a few sessions. Pumped to have you on the episode. And before we start off with those five questions that we ask all our guests, I do want to know who is Jess Stolnick? My gosh, I always think of like anger management when he says it's not what you do or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I live in California, East Coast transplant, been sales for like what feels like a million years at this point. Love going out to restaurants, checking out cool bars. I have French Bulldog. And that about sums it up. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, we, we love all that. Obviously, we've been fans from afar of your career arc, and I'm excited to jump in to those five questions that we ask all our guests. So on your go, I'm ready if you are. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Question number one, what is the best investment an early career professional, early career salesperson can do for themselves and why? Yeah. I feel like my answer to this is twofold because I look at it from like literal investment. Like what should we do with our money as salespeople who get like paid commission, things like that. And then also like, what can we do from a career perspective to invest in ourselves? And I think like they both have compound interest. I'll start out with like the less little one, which is like, what can we do in our career to invest in ourselves? And I really think the number one thing you can do to show like early success and often that's going to help you out is really learning from your peers. I think there's a lot of focus nowadays on like listening to the stuff that's on LinkedIn or like reading a lot of these things that are out there. Um, but a lot of the stuff that's out there like isn't super informed. Whereas the people that you see and work with day to day have like really awesome advice about how to do things in a practical way. So I think like maybe putting aside some of that, like I can do it all myself and jumping in, talking to your peers, understanding what's helped them be successful and like really implementing that kind of stuff early. I think will help you show some quick success. But then if you continue to do that throughout your career, you really start to see the benefits really quickly because they're practical things that you can implement versus like the theoretical high-level sales knowledge a lot of times that's out there. And then the second piece too, from like a literal investment perspective, Amber, somebody sent this to me, which is just like, you work way too hard to make that like sales money and cash to like not have anything to show for it in 10 years. So like max out 401k and matching, like invest in IRA, save your commission. You don't need to pay for shots at the bar. Like just get yourself shots and uh, let someone else get the rounds. Like 
all that kind of stuff. <laughs> all, all great advice. All great advice. Um, I won't speak to the financial component of it. Obviously, we're a sales-focused podcast, but that sounds sound to me. The the stuff that I'm more interested in is the advice piece. So you know, now we live in an age where you're just bombarded with advice, whether it's you know threads on Twitter, threads on LinkedIn, people posting either because they genuinely want to help or maybe because they want to build their audience. It's so hard to cut through the noise. How do you find yourself cutting through that noise and focusing on folks that actually have great advice versus, you know, somebody who's maybe out for themselves or even like a combo out for themselves plus, you know, some sort of value add to an audience? Yeah, totally. I 100% agree. I think there's a lot of stuff that's out there that isn't necessarily, you know, going to help you individually or isn't something you can implement, even if it sounds like it's promising advice. I think what I look for in like posts and things that people are sharing out in like the intranet or whatever is like looking for actual data backed things or actual examples. So if somebody is like talking high level theoretical stuff, I think that's okay. But if they can give like a story about how they were actually able to implement that successfully or unsuccessfully, or if we're actually able to track, like, I love Gong has really good articles and things like that because they actually show the data that backs things up. And that gives me a little bit more confidence. I think, though, if you're really trying to get good advice that you know is solid, like, speak to your VPs, speak to your directors and ask them to pair you with mentors. Or look for somebody in your own organization who offers to work with you directly. That one-on-one -on -one advice that's, like, no holds barred where you can really dig in and ask good questions is, like, super valuable. And I think a lot of times, too, that's where you're going to find the most valuable advice about how to actually navigate your career. Ask for somebody as a mentor who has what you're looking for. So if you want to be a sales leader, ask your sales leader either to be your mentor or pair you with somebody else. Or if you want to be an enterprise rep, try and get paired with somebody who has that sort of role so that you can figure out how to get there and see how they've done it and just cut out some of the extra noise that you'll typically see out there. Yeah, that, that's great. Substance probably over quantity is what I'm hearing a little bit too. Just like the ones that have concrete, specific examples of things they've done in the past, backed by data too. We, we are huge fans of Gong and their blog as well. And a lot of the folks that work there too. So you can kind of see these trends popping up of like when you should pay attention to content versus when it's probably just a, for lack of a better word, S post. So great insight, Jess, really appreciate it. Um, Moving on to question number two, how has your view on sales changed over your career and why do you think that is? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like a lot of people have a similar reaction, which is like when I first got into sales, I had no idea what sales was. And I like think of the stereotypical type of salesperson you see on TV or like, you know, Glenn Varigan Ross type of thing. But I think what's really changed, like since I actually started working in sales and got a little bit of context is I used to think it was all about like who had the best product, who could demo in the best way or talk about like how great the product was in the best way. And over time, it's really shifted a lot. I think nowadays, it's not even just about like solution selling and having the best solution for people. It's really about being able to discover and uncover people's business pain and then really helping them in their own minds connect the dots between the actual pain they're feeling and how your solution is going to be able to help solve for that. So a really good example is not necessarily like our system is the best because it has all the best features. Here's our UI. Here are all the bells and whistles. It's what's the biggest challenge that you're facing day to day 
and like really walk me through what that pain looks like. What would it mean if you stayed where you were right now or if you got something that was the wrong solution? And just helping them be able to say like, this is the actual cost of the business that's going to be there. And just by having that conversation, they associate your solution with what's going to help them solve for that problem. So really just sales is all about having those really good conversations, like being naturally curious and you know, helping people identify what it is that they actually need versus just telling and being an expert in the space as well. Yeah, I love that. Love that. I've heard it a few times over the course of filming these episodes and on our on our podcast in general, but the driving towards pain or driving towards value first and less features and what the product looks like and how you demo it, et cetera. Second, I'm, I'm curious to know from your perspective, do you have a favorite pain finding or value finding question that you go to on each call? It can be, you know, more generalization. I know every, every conversation is different, but is there one that you're like, okay, I got to ask this one on every call? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. Like, I wish there was almost like a, like a kill shot type question that you could ask that was like the perfect one. I feel like for me, it's more about like really going down the path of discovering things. But the first question I like to ask to try and get there is walk me through like certain process X from point A to point B. So for me, like I work with engineering leaders who are hiring engineers. So I want to understand what the current state is for them before diving into like the negative business outcomes that they might have. Uh, so I'll say something like, walk me through what your current hiring process looks like from when somebody applies for a role all the way through to when they get that offer. And that's a great place to start because it gives them an area to focus on that's within the range that we can actually help with. And it helps you start to pinpoint and identify areas that there might be business pain. And so following up with like, oh, you mentioned that it takes this long for them to get from like this part to this part. Can you tell me a little bit more about like who's involved in that or oh, it takes that long, like week over week. If we quantify that, like how much is that over the course of the year? You're spending 30 hours on this over one month. Like that's a lot of the day out of your life, spending time on this every single month. What could you do if you had that time back? Those sorts of things. Totally. That's great insight. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's super clear, right? You need a better understanding. You need the transparency into what they're doing now so that you can either be helpful or just say, hey, not a great fit. So I love that as a kind of the intro question of just like, tell me a little bit more about your day-to-day, -day, the things you're doing, and then I can be helpful or more helpful throughout the rest of the conversation. It's a good foundational question. Totally. And I like that you said, figure out if it's a good fit as well, because I feel like a lot of times as salespeople, we, there's that like compulsion to try and sell to anybody when yeah. in reality, it's uncovering what is that right fit. And if you know what, we're not the right fit, I'd rather they know that right away. I can make recommendations most of the time for where they should be looking. If there's something else that we can't cover, that's really important to them. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Good perspective, really good perspective. Question number three, what is one mistake that you made early in your career that shaped the way that you operate today? Yeah, I say this with like, without shame. I feel like a lot of people probably have this challenge. I think a lot of salespeople are like self-starters or people who really enjoy relying on themselves. And that's why sales is such a compelling profession. Just so much of it depends on your ability to like go out there, bring in your own business, like be the CEO of your own territory. I know people love to say. So I think that along with that, like personality type or the type of job that we have is that idea that like I do need to do it all myself. 
And a lot of times people aren't going out there and asking for help. I had a leader one time talk to me and say that like, nobody notices anything except for like whose name is on the closed one in Salesforce. And I think that helped me change my perspective, right? It's, I used to go out there and like try to close deals all by myself. I would like not ask for help. I didn't want to bring in or engage people from the rest of the org because maybe it's a pride thing, but you feel like you should just own it and bring it from like the very beginning to the very end. But like, you definitely don't want to lose deals by yourself. And also your prospects are going to get much more value out of engaging with other members of the team as well, or having additional resources. You're going to be able to help them and yourselves a lot more. So I would say like, definitely if I could go back in time, um, something that really impacted me is like, just not asking for that. Um, nowadays, I ask for help on everything. And if there's any sort of task that I want, like, I'll try myself a little bit, but like, let's bring in as many people as we can to get it done. It's always going to be faster and most of the time done in a lot better way than if you just go down swinging or just do it yourself. Yeah, love that. Love that. I think that's something that certainly we've heard a thread we pulled on quite a few times and it's still super, super true. You know, the asking for help, asking for advice, asking for guidance is not a position of weakness, it's actually a position of strength that gives you the opportunity to gain more perspective. Obviously, you're going to be the one making the decision and be accountable for it, but you want to make sure that you have the most information you possibly can to make the right decision or make the right call in a certain instance. And, you know, that's the reason we congregate in, in businesses, right? To, to share knowledge and to grow to grow significantly. Yeah, really good perspective. Totally. Moving on to question number four, who has had the greatest impact on your career? And if you could expand, that'd be great. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting question. Because I think probably just like anybody else, there have been a lot of like really positive influences and then a lot of really negative influences. I think that some of the biggest impact I had was from my sales leaders who really truly acted as mentors for me and then really believed in me. And then at the same time, there were the people who like didn't believe in me, who fueled that fire to help me get to that next level. I'll credit some really cool sales leaders I had back at my last company, Qualio, uh, Brandon Goldman and Brian Blumenfeld, both super great sales leaders, built the organization from basically the ground up. The first people that really believed in me and like bringing me to that leadership level, they gave great advice. They really helped me like take on some of the things that were challenges for me, gave me really awesome like data backed evidence of the sort of things I should be doing. And um, just generally like we're great role models for what good leaders should be like. I think we've all had a mix of different types of leaders that are out there, but these two as a team were super great and it was just a super awesome pleasure to work with them as well. Super cool, super cool. Shout out to them. And obviously also it sounds like shout out to the haters too, the ones that, uh, <laughs> the ones that, that you know, you got to look to to gain, gain some fire and gain some spark of inspiration every once in a while. We, we all certainly have those in our career arc as well. Totally. <laughs> Well, this is great. This is great, Jess. The last question we've asked all our guests, all three seasons of the Ramp podcast, our favorite. If you could go back in time, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give yourself as you are entering into your career and why? It's um, a great question. Oh my God, maybe like stock advice or like which people were going to win the World Series. <laughs> I'd be like Biff from Back to the Future. Um, no, I would probably go back and tell myself to focus a little bit more on like being present. I think, you know, me as somebody who has wanted to be in leadership and like eventually got there, there was a lot of 
a lot of pushing for getting to that next level. And I think sometimes you skip the steps that are needed to like help you really be an expert or help you really be solid at your current role because there's so much incentive to try and get to that next level. I think it leads to a lot of like boredom, for example, you're a BDR, you get sick of having to do outbound, you're an AE, you know, dealing with prospects as much and you want to just get to that leadership level and start training people at. I do love leadership, but I think that I spent a lot of time thinking about what was next when I first started, when that time could have been focused on how do I improve? How do I get better? How do I really be like super, super good in this role that I'm in right now? If I could go back, I would say like focus a little bit more on those sorts of things versus the next five years, the next 10 years. For sure. For sure. Well, that is, that's great advice. Number one, kind of an offshoot of that because you know, I, I myself have a ton of, a, a ton of difficulty doing this even today. Like, why is it so hard for us to just sit in the present and enjoy the journey? Like maybe it's an existential question more than a sales question, but you know, I feel like we, we all get caught up in the, you know, got to race to the next thing or do the next thing. But why do you think it's so hard for, for folks to do that? You know, I think what everybody probably everywhere does this, not just salespeople, but I think a lot of it probably comes from like maybe this is like getting off track, but like social media and like seeing how you perceive everybody else is like living or being successful career-wise. I think in sales, you're always getting not pitted against one another, but you're stack ranked based on your performance. So it's always like, how could I be better? How can I get to that next level? Or, you know, I see somebody who's two years older than I am, who's a VP, like, why is that person a VP and I'm still an AE if I want to get into leadership? You know, there's this level of like comparison and especially in sales, because more than I think almost any other role, you're measured, right? You have a numeric number associated with your performance, unlike a lot of other positions. So automatically that creates some sort of comparison with you and other people, which I think can lead to that, like, I need to be in that next level. I need to be better. But in reality, how much are we competing against other people versus like maybe another like existential question I definitely don't have the answer to. <laughs> but we'll have to uh, we'll have to save all these these questions for, you know, a separate side series of the Ram podcast where we just ask very existential high-level questions of ourselves. But uh no, really 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 sound. Appreciate all of your guidance so far. Where can folks find you, Jess, if they want to reach out to you? Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I like am the worst social media person ever, so don't expect to see me on Twitter, but I'll be there on LinkedIn or Hit me up. I'll be happy to respond and shout with any of y'all. Amazing. Well, Jess, we really, really appreciate your appearance today. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, your guidance, and a lot of the tips and tricks and strategies that you laid out for us very timely as well as we head into the new year. Uh, but for all of us here on the Ramp Podcast, we really appreciate it. And we hope to have you back sometime soon. Thank you for listening to the Ramped Podcast. To access our show notes, the Ramped platform, or to become a corporate partner, visit www.rampedcareers.com or email us at sales at rampedcareers.com. This podcast is brought to you by Ramped. Ramped is on a mission to democratize job access through learning and career discovery. Until next time. <laughs>